Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so welcome to episode 13 of Country Not Country. And my name is Nick Russo. I'm Aaron Austin. And we got a special guest, Hayden Haddock. How you doing, man? What? Pretty good. How about y'all? Doing Thanks for good. having me. So you're our first planned guest. Well, that's awesome to know. Yeah. You know, on a station like this, that's very cool. So thank y'all. <laughs> you're very welcome, man. You're very welcome. We, we were... Uh, Last week, we introduced JC, who has done nights for us, and um, it's kind of a crazy story. So he had worked for us, then he didn't work for us, now he works for us again. And he was recording in the other studio. I was like, hey, man, if you want to come in while me and Aaron are talking, just walk in because we need practice talking to somebody. And as we were doing that, I was like, man, we should see if Hayden Haddock would come on the show. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in the Bull Barbecue Shack this weekend. Yeah, We will. I know. It's going to be a fun time. And the best news about that is we got – Parking right next to where we're loading into, which is something that not a lot of people get, apparently. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm looking I don't get that. To. Yeah. No. So, so do, you, awesome. do you travel with, like, a trailer or a bus or anything? Or yeah, just... we have a van, and then a, we just got a big old trailer. So now we got a big, big old trailer, and we got a lot of stuff, too. So we were – my whole – some of my band guys, they had played the rodeo cook-off before. Okay. Um, and obviously, this will be my first time, and so they were kind of warning me about – and it was kind of your post – where it's like, be prepared to walk two miles or whatever it said. Oh, yeah. But that's what they were right. saying. They were like, it's a lot of walking. Well, and you guys got primo parking right <laughs> off Kirby then because we are because yeah. we usually have shows, they put us, I believe, I could be wrong, I'm not in the planning, but they put us kind of close so that there is access to yeah. in and out. And you're, well, you're 21, right? Yes, sir. Just turned 21. Yeah, so. First time at cook-off. But is it the <laughs> first, first time? I mean, this is the first time you're playing, but oh, is yeah. this the first time you've ever been? This is my been? first time being a part of that at all. Woo! I've been to the I've been to watch the rodeo, and I saw, like, Zach Brown there last year. But aside from that, so I So where are you from? Uh, originally from uh, the Dallas area. And, and you then, moved to go to College Station? Yeah, live in College Station now. So I, know, I never know which one to say because a lot of people, some of my stuff says College Station, some says Dallas. I'm like, I don't know which one you want to hear, but yeah. both of them, I guess. Yeah, I'm more of a College Station fan than a Dallas I fan. I like probably. College Station a lot better. <laughs> I do not like Dallas. No, oh, and you're from what? there, so yeah. yeah. I prefer Fort Worth, actually. I, I love Fort Worth, but I will never move back to Dallas. Yeah, ever. Like once, and why is that? Nah, once I get like my own place, I just want. I don't just too much. Well, y'all know too much traffic. Mm. Um, I don't know. Sometimes so you're definitely more the of the small town guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we moved uh, to Dallas when I was because. Uh, Grew up in Garland for a little bit. Oh, man, I had family that lived in Garland yeah, for a while. Yeah, and then we moved over to, it's actually Plano, because mm-hmm. my dad um, started an architecture company, and he wanted to be closer to where his office was, and then the Plano uh, public school system's like, 
a good system, so they wanted all their kids to Isn't go to the Isn't Plano public now like the, uh, it's kind of like the suburb that is like glitzy and all of the, you know, women have way too much plastic surgery. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like that. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes, and yeah, they're not the nicest people. Okay. But see, it wasn't like that when we first moved over there. It was just over the years it got worse. See, worse. I had a whole different uh, Plano uh, introduction. So when I first moved to Corpus Christi for college, my downstairs neighbor was from there, and she always talked about that heroin was a big problem in Plano. Oh, yeah. No, it's like that. it's definitely like uh, Desperate Housewives or, you know, like Real Housewives kind of place. So it, it's how far from Dallas is that? Uh about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's like Arcadia, not to compare people, or like but. like the Woodlands. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yes. And so then you moved to College Station for school? Yes, sir. So, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm so still you, a student. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I read you were a junior or are you a senior now? I'm a junior. What are you studying? Uh, construction science. So what, do you so what is that? Yeah, what is that? What when you? It well, sounds a lot fancier than it is because they put the word science in it. Basically, you're and it has nothing to do with science at all. Uh, basically, you just you're studying to become like a project manager, superintendent of a you know of a job site. So it's separate company. from architecture. Yeah. So it's actually it's in the architecture school, but um, it's different. Yeah. I don't really know. It's it's really simple. Honestly, you just take classes, learning about like I don't know. So are you doing it because you saw a career in that, or are you just like and or you just thought that that fits you or your passion or um no i didn't really know what i wanted to do and this was because again i don't know how much you read so I, the music thing only came about about two years ago so i was going to college before this was ever even a thought in my head that i'd ever be doing music stuff and uh so when i was picking something my dad had always told me and my brother well so my whole family's aggies I come, so that was why I'm there. Well, and that then, explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like, you have to then, go to the school because it's the family's way. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, no, but I loved A&M, and I love it down there. But um, anyway, so my dad was like, yeah, y'all aren't going to be an architect, whatever. And then my one of my older brothers, he ended up doing political science because he wanted to do something because he was from the Marine. He was in the Marine Corps, and he uh, he wanted to try and go, like, the CIA route. So I guess – Political mm. science is what they were doing, but then my second like oldest, Ryan. Brother, yeah. Right. Okay. But my second oldest brother, he did construction science as well, and me and him are extremely similar, and we both basically knew we didn't want to be stuck in a cubicle all day, and um, we wanted something that was like more a little bit hands on, and where you're out doing stuff, you're at a different. You're not always stuck at the same office. You're a better day. man than me. I, yeah, I, so I like to be in a studio by myself. <laughs> well, this is better than a little little cubicle. Yeah, and I know. we're sitting here talking, oh, having sure. fun. But for yeah, sure. So, anyways, no. So I just did that because, like I said, me and him are really similar. He's happy with it, and I didn't really and, know what I so wanted to do. So start, it seemed like the best option. So you just picked up a guitar one day because it sounds like music was like the afterthought. Yeah, um, I actually learned to play the guitar when I was fourteen. Um, so I went to a, it was actually went to my first concert. It was Kenny Chesney and Eric Church, and I don't know something about the concert. I went home, told my stepmom I wanted to take guitar lessons, and my dad, being my dad, he's like, he's like, we'll pay for one lesson, and he goes, I'm gonna rent you a guitar because I know you. You're never. He goes, you're gonna do it one time and never pick it up again. So we did that, and then he ended up getting me a cheap little Yamaha, and I learned on that. But for five years, uh, I wouldn't. Singing was never even in the picture, but my family and friends, they'd be like, hey, play this, play the guitar for us. And I'd be like, no, 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 I was too shy. So for until freshman year of college, no one had ever heard me play the guitar um, what about sing? or sing. Yeah, so what? that was just, singing was just something that I'd do when I was up in my room practicing the guitar. I'd sit there and learn songs that I liked. You know, uh, for example, like the first country song I learned was Getting You Home by Chris Young. 
And mm. but I'd sit there and just sing to it. But I, it was never because I thought I was that good or anything. It's just I was having fun singing the song, you know. Um, and then finally, yeah, freshman year, I almost didn't even bring guitar with me to college because um, I didn't see the point in it. But I did. And then, um, of course, I was talking to this young lady, just started talking to her. She came over to our apartment and my roommate um, to screw with me. He's like, oh, you know, Hayden sings and plays the guitar. And I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's good. And I'm like, no, no, no. And so, of course, then she's like, come on. And so finally, after like 30 or 45 minutes of us arguing and I was bright red um, and I'll I've said to this day that it's still the most nervous I've ever been for anything. But I got you liked the, the girl. Oh yeah. Did she know that uh, you liked her? Like were we all like yeah, you see yeah, y'all yeah. were talking? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So talking is like the first stage to. There you go. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but this so, was like so this was like the second time we had hung out, or like the third time. Yeah, no, I did for a while, and then <laughs> yeah, and then that went another way. See, but. that's why God <laughs> didn't allow me to have a guitar or a singing voice because He knew that I would never stop. If I because women love that, mm-hmm. and if I knew it, I'd be like, oh yeah, hey, watch this, yeah. Start singing some romantic music oh, God, with my great voice. Oh, you'd be such a ham. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would never be able to give me to shut up. So it worked? So you it, did it for a little while? Yeah, it yeah. works. Yeah, it worked. So it worked. right then and there, you got over your fear. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah, because basically, so my roommate, while I was singing to this girl, he had, he went around the corner and acted like he was going to his room, and he did like a audio recording and then sent it to family, friends, put it on. like It was like Snapchat or something, and then... About a week later, I decided I was going to make a YouTube video. Um, I can't remember what song I sang. Put up a YouTube video. And then about a month after that, played my very first show at a jazz bar in Dallas. What the hell? <laughs> Wait a second. You went from being scared and, like, having the nervous sweats, and then all of a sudden a month later you're, like, playing at a jazz club? Like, yeah, that's crazy. I know, but I've all places a jazz club. That was yeah. fun. Did but, you freak them out? Or were they expecting someone with a saxophone? You came in there with boots well, and a guitar? I, so I played four songs on the break of the house jazz band, and what's funny is that I actually got, like, and they're sitting like a conceited thing, but it was just funny. I actually got, like, a bigger applause and people actually like more people were listening than the the house jazz band. Well, I don't listen to a jazz band. To be honest that. with you, if, I'm, if there's a jazz band, I don't playing, know how you do. I don't have anything against I fall it. But yeah, it's kind of boring. That yeah. happened to me at IPIC Theater one time. You ever heard of IPIC? I've seen them. Yeah, I it's been like on. this super expensive bougie mm-hmm. uh, theater, and they got a jazz band playing like R and B slow jams. And it's like, hmm, if you're not really in that mood, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, we're that's supposed to be getting romantic like, right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> very. About to go watch John Wick. Yeah, that's a very interesting way of like getting getting into it. Now, so now you're in college, you're doing these shows. I mean, are you hoping more for the music career, or you're like, hmm, why am I going to school anymore? Like, um, yeah, no, it's well, yeah, no, it's both of those. So absolutely, the music. Hey, take is my what word for it. Finish do. the school. Yeah, though. no. So that's the thing. Yeah, is that absolutely the music's what I want to do. So yeah, honestly, if this was probably any other situation. Or if I was another person doing it, I probably would have probably dropped out of school. Because I'll be honest, it gets tough. It's like I went to Nashville for CRS. I missed like two assignments, a quiz, like, I mean, oh. all kinds of stuff. But there's just nothing I could do. Um, mm-hmm. Well, obviously there was not. But, but go that's to part of the career. But, if if yeah. you're going to dedicate yeah, that time, you exactly. got to go do it. And, um, and, you, and I mean, I, through your bio, I was telling Aaron, there were some really, really awesome names, like on the songwriting from this last album. Oh, yeah. Um, and which, by the way, I guess I'll say that I... You know, I listened to your to your album probably like a week ago. Yeah, which and, I appreciate your tweet, by the way. Oh, yeah, you're very <laughs> welcome, man. And, and I was like, man, this guy, oh, man, there's a sound here. Like, like with all due respect to every artist, like, we don't have a lot of time to, like, really invest in right, lots of, course, of different yeah. people. We can't listen to everybody. It's impossible. And and I felt a, 
obligation, if you will. I was like, man, I need to go listen to his music because I know I'm going to see you perform right. on Saturday night. And I wanted wanted to have a, a, a grasp of what you sounded like. And I was like, man, this guy's really good. And I came in here and was like, Aaron, you listen to Hey Natic yet? Oh, man, this is really good. So, And then when I looked well, through, you. I saw those songwriters. I was like, man, now it you know, really makes sense. Yeah. So, it, like, how did you get to where you have people that were writing? Like David Lee Murphy? Yeah. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. No, there are some awesome songwriters. Um, so basically that all came about, well, I guess – the, or yeah, that whole new record started was I got a call from Trent Willman one day. Um, and he's a big name, too. Yeah, so he's pretty much responsible I for think making... I Facebook friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on, yeah. But yeah, no, so he's done Cody's last four records. He wrote, like, Diamond in My Pocket. Um, so he's had a huge part of Cody's career. Um, and then he, he just did Fowler and Krager's Dos Brachos thing. So, I mean, he's... And then, obviously, he's a big songwriter himself and... Artist. And not just in Texas, Nashville. Oh, no, yeah. And uh, so, anyways, I got a call from him probably, a, man, when was that? That was coming up on probably about a year ago, eight months, nine months, a year ago, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and I'm like, well, I first got an email. They're like, hey, Trent Wilman wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what? Because, <laughs> I, again, I already knew who he was. And I'm like, okay. So I get on the phone with Trent, and he's like, hey, man, I heard some of your stuff. And he's like, I'd really like to write with you and possibly work with you in the future. Uh, if you'd be interested. So I'm like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got on a plane about a month later to Nashville, took my first ever trip to Nashville, met him. And within 10 minutes, we sat down, wrote a song, which was on the re- on the new record, Where You Come In. That was the first song we wrote together. And then basically we wrote, uh, and then me and him wrote Still Dancing Together as Oh, that well. was the one I told her earlier. That's, that's my favorite song, like man. A lot of people like that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wrote that one with you? Me and Trent. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. great. That was actually the tenth, That was the final song we wrote. Um, but anyways, but then a lot of those other names, um, basically Trent kind of explained to me how he really believes in, like, obviously he believes in writing your own stuff or whatever, but he's like, a lot of people are so against recording outside songs that they didn't write for whatever reason. And he's like, I don't see that. And again, everyone is obviously can have their own opinion on it, but I agree, which is there's so many great songs out there that these songwriters, they don't want to record them. They don't want to be an artist. They want to give them to... You know, it's like Cody on his new record. He wrote Cody wrote one song. And, and to that respect, it kind of speaks to how you were saying, like music it became a passion. It wasn't really your first thing. So, like, you don't have that same attachment to it, if you will, where yeah. it's like, oh, I've been writing all this music for the last 10 years. Yeah, i got no all these might, songs yeah, that I yeah. want to put out. Like, yeah. you're, you're a performer. Yeah, exactly. And so, anyway, so, like, kind of, okay, so the single Red Dirt Texas, because you said David Lee Murphy. So, Basically, that song, uh, I told Trent, I was like, hey, we, let's write like a Texas song. Because I was like, I want something that'll do real well on Texas radio. And he's like, all right, I got just the thing. And he played me the demo of Red Dirt Texas, which I wish I still had it, but I deleted it because it's pretty cool. It was David Lee Murphy singing the demo. Uh-huh. And uh, and yeah, so Fowler, David Lee Murphy, and Terry McBride wrote that. And basically, Trent said that uh, Kevin Fowler had had that song on hold for his last three records that Trent's done with him. And every time at the last second, Fowler would, uh, like, exit. And Trent's like, I told him every time he's an idiot for not recording that. He's like, it's a hit, man. But that's not so. – Kevin Fowler wouldn't sound the same on it, I don't think. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Probably better. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, he's got definitely got a, a unique sound. Kevin like, Fowler? Yeah. yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, and, um, and to me, him. Red Dirt Texas is too young for him. And I just say that out of respect, you know, because Kevin Fowler is a veteran in Texas music, right. you know, and – so I, I feel like that's a sound like your sound, your voice is something that I don't feel like I've really heard of the Texas artist, um, which is probably what makes you stand well, out, too. You. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. And so like what? So now, that, you know, the, the album's out. Obviously, you're doing kind of this show. How do you how do you get linked up? Like, uh, 
to to get cook off. So is like your agent books that or record label? I think yeah. So we have a booking agent, um, not like a big one. This is a lady I've been working with. uh, Man, probably about two. Probably after my first few shows, I saw her on Facebook and she was booking some acoustic stuff for people and reached out. And anyway, she kind of ended up taking me on as her like one because once I started doing the band thing and once we we were playing as much as we do. She didn't have time to book all those other people. So she's she's just an independent lady, but she has a lot of contacts. But she actually just went on maternity leave. So now we're kind of oh, booking ourselves. <laughs> and we have Jen Goodell. Uh, she's, so she's the one. I think Jen's the one who kind of hooked up the cook-off thing. So because you're related to uh, – you're a partner with uh, Rebecca Creek also. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that was actually my – we have a PR lady in Nashville that we use. Uh, and she – Chelsea – the owner of it she uh she knew steve who's one of the owners so of you got a whole Creek. circle of people actually working yeah, for it right now yeah i guess the biggest thing we're looking for right now is we're we're about to have to try and get find that a big booking agency is what we need and because we love jackie to death and everything but it's just getting to that point yeah you need those need connections to, for bigger shows yeah, exactly. or, or to open up for somebody bigger, yeah hmm. so that's that's our next move right now is what yeah, we're not yeah. a move but what we're looking for for sure because i the more i looked into it the more i felt like man you know they're, they're, i i try to look into everyone i can and obviously you end up on the bull barbecue shack lineup and people are going to start looking into your name a little more right. you know that's promotion for your name and which is how we've even got to this point um and, and i think you got a lot of momentum going for such an early early yeah I, I can't complain it's going all right hopefully it just keeps going the same way so <laughs> when you graduate uh from a&m when man, uh, I don't even know. It's supposed to be. Well, you failed that uh, quiz. Yeah, <laughs> I know that doesn't help. Um, originally, it was supposed to be 2021, so now it'll probably be more like mid 2022. But like I said, doing this music thing with that, it's like I'm still going, but I'm I'm just kind of going as I can. Do you so. drink? Yeah, I drink. Well, yeah, I mean, he better. Rebecca Creek's after him. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, you could just be a spokesperson or influencer. You didn't actually have to drink the product. No, I love whiskey and I love beer. Yeah. Okay, you heard it here. Well, we're going to have a shot of whiskey and a beer at uh, Cook-Off. Cause, that works. Because uh, Saturday night is the uh, all no-holds-barred night. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm so scared. Well, you know, I, I joke about it, like, but I will leave once I'm, once I'm past a point of, like, I probably shouldn't be, like, you know, socializing full on with everyone that I don't actually know that well. You know what I mean? I kind of get out of harm's way. You know, like I know I, there's time, there's a certain point on Saturday where I don't need to be on stage, and it's not because I couldn't handle it. It's just because I'm, I, I, my mind is already intoxicated. I'm gone, and I being being on stage is probably not the best place for me. You know? Yeah, it's makes probably, sense. Yeah, probably better to just move along. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's all over by that time. But like, well, yeah, it's done at eleven. So you, if you get in trouble before eleven o'clock, that's a problem. Yeah, and, and I won't do that. But as I see, feel the alcohol creeping up on me, it's like, man, all right, all right, I gotta cut a little, catch a little bit more. Let's go mingle with the people. You know, because mm-hmm. there's like, so cook off. It's like, is the map over there still, Aaron? It was like, a, like thou. Mm-hmm. There's this map that they gave us. Our oh, thing. it was in the yeah. So I tweeted out this map, and it was like there's like a thousand tents out there, like, oh, okay. and they're all connected. And you know, well, obviously not like you can't go in and out of like hotel rooms, but they're all connected to each other in the parking lot. And there's a like hundred thousand people out there. Like, yeah, um, no, what was it? Two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, yeah, or something? George was saying that uh, over cookoff weekend, there's two hundred and fifty thousand oh. people. So, so like, I met one time, I was like, oh, oh no, no, yeah, <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I hope but, not. But what's what's two hundred fifty divided by three? I'm I not mean, good at math. It's like I got you. Don't worry. No, no, it's under that. What did you say? Two hundred and fifty. Oh, yeah, it's by like three. ninety-five. Ninety-three point yeah. three. Yeah. 
See, I would have got, I would have got closer. <laughs> <laughs> eighty three point three. So eighty three thousand people a night, arguably. But it, obviously, Thursday is a little slower. Saturday night's the peak. Um, mm-hmm. And well, and this weekend is we're supposed to have good weather, so which yeah. never happens. Yeah, I mean, there's always like one rainy day, one super freezing cold day, and then a good hot day. Yeah, but like this muggy. year it's supposed to be, I think, generally all good. So it'll be. Uh, I, I don't mind chilly during rodeo. I don't mind like a cooler weather. I don't mind that because it's so hot in the tent from the smoke and the, you know. That's all very the people true. I bet you those tents get are very hot. Mm-hmm. It's like it's actually like twenty parking spots. Is that what it is? Something like that. It might be 16 parking spots. It's, it's, it's a number of parking spots that everybody gets. And For we, the tent is what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Our area is the biggest. Well, one of the biggest. And, and so P- how many people are the tents normally like packed? I think so. Uh, yeah. 500 people? Somewhere in there? No, I, no I'd say more than that. Yeah? I, 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 I don't know what the – like there is a capacity. Like mm-hmm. you can only have – so many at one certain time. Till the fire marshal comes and get you. Yeah. yeah well, they, like they have, there will be a line outside to our tent eventually. Like people, because if there is room, I think they do hook people up, mm. but they just don't say that. But um, it, like, I mean, there's always a line to get in. I mean, I've always mm-hmm. seen people trying to get in, and they have to count it at a certain point. Really? Where, Hmm, that's yeah. awesome. And then um, I don't know if you've been to a frat party before, but that's what it always <laughs> reminds me of. I only went to like okay. three or four in my life, but each one, like the one, there was like a horse trough full of beer and you can just go <laughs> and just grab your beer right uh, but it's not like, quite like that but there's I'm a beer trying to, i was like where's the correlation between this and a frat party but go on okay <laughs> well, yeah. yeah and then another one of the best frat parties i went to I was at the end of this bar and then you'd walk up to the bar and they would slide the beers down the like the shuffleboard yeah. table type mm. bar to you and like, oh man one more oh. you know and that's what it reminds <laughs> me of because like if you walk up to the beer tub like hey can i get two? Oh yeah here here yeah those can be good but they can also be bad that's why it ends at 11 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> One hundred percent. There was like there was a lady on our Facebook page, and she's like, "Is it really unlimited alcohol?" And I was like, "There, okay, look, unlimited is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, nothing is unlimited. Like, we're not going to let you drink until you have alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you can sing every yeah, word of the calm song. Calm down, right? everybody. Calm down. <laughs> and, and I think that's the way people. When we say free beer and free barbecue, that's what people translate in their head is mm-hmm. oh i can drink as much as i want well i yeah. think in some tense you probably could yeah. you know but i mean legally we can't so yeah and that. we're not yeah. going like and so like the wristbands come with like two liquor tabs on them uh, okay. and then so people can get to the liquor bar to drink maybe probably some rebecca creek whiskey I'm exactly guessing. yeah, yeah, yeah. got drink it yeah and then um usually there's some other liquors too i never realized what they are but they're normally just like um low low well, names rebecca creek uh has enchanted rock vodka that's they do have know. that yeah and then, that stuff's um, actually good see, now I'm, from, I'm not even a huge fan of vodka and that actually is good we're yeah. here from the expert now she knows all the links oh, i yeah. know <laughs> oh, yeah. you know i used to i mean i used to endorse them at one time too so yeah so rebecca creek right yeah last year and now it's saint archers mm-hmm down slinging the beers yeah that's yeah. like love street is our big sponsor for yeah, it yeah and love street beer is awesome yeah we i actually, like love street beer I, i'm not a big craft beer guy like I, I don't i don't like craft beer at all it's hard for me <laughs> to go into a brewery and be like oh man this one sounds delicious so i'm like man which one do i think i won't hate a lot mm-hmm. um i think that yeah. one there's <laughs> only like there's only like three or four craft beers i've ever tried that i liked and love street's one of them and then I don't know. There's one called Purple Haze. If you ever, oh uh, yeah, one. I've tried that, that one. Good. It's pretty good. Uh, and, and I'm not gonna lie, I I like the way things taste. So I want something that I yeah. enjoy the way it tastes. I don't like. I don't care how strong it is. You yeah. Know, whether real strong or not strong, if I like the way it tastes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Bud Light like Seltzer. Say, I like the way those, those are taste. good. Oh, those good. are good. I want to try those. They're good. Yeah. It's a new the age strawberry is pretty good. I mean, it's a, that's essentially what it is, right? I mean, it's basically Zima 
from years ago, and they just like put some flavors in it, and now it's maybe some carbonation. Well, I feel like Zima, carb- Zima was carbonated. Yeah, I mean, I I was too young to really indulge in Zima. I just know the people with Jolly Ranchers. Never even heard of it. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, remember, he's yeah, because he's twenty one. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that's like. <clears throat> My generation. Just go and ask your mom about Zima. Yeah, How Zima was that? like, what was that, early 90s? Mid-90s? Uh, yes. So it came in this clear bottle, and it was like, it was all, like, it was like the craze, because it was like one of the first times you had this sort of like. like it was like it, the first time it was like something other than beer. Yeah. That, yeah. Because yeah. it, remind, it reminded me of Clearly Canadian, <laughs> which was like this like spritzer drink, but it was alcohol infused. Hmm. But yeah. I did drink a lot of those Bud Light seltzers. I drank five of them, one of each flavor, four of them, whatever they were. Mm. And they were good. I think strawberry was my favorite, too. Yeah, I like strawberry. Yeah, I want to try that one. My, uh, my dad, when White Claws like, were the big thing, I don't know, because they they they've been out years before that, oh, right? Oh, I didn't know that. No. I thought they were new. I, I, I thought they had been out for years. I thought somehow they just, social media made them popular or something. No, I think they just came out within the last couple of years, and then, okay. like, everybody started catching on, yeah. and then they're like, oh, okay. this Hard, you know, hard seltzer thing is well, there's something to ooh, it. Red's apple ale. Oh, sorry, I, I got really of, excited. I, That's I, the five yeah, hour. I like, got to burst the five hour energy I drank earlier. But Red's apple ale, man, those are delicious, and they will mess you up. Ice cold, they mess you up. Woo! How do they mess you up? Because they're strong. They got strong alcohol percentage. It tastes really? like you're drinking apple juice, straight up. Think, then you put a little tahini I think it's only like, like that. Five percent. Oh, yeah. you know I'm talking about like beer yeah. salt type stuff with it. I don't think it's. Look, that I think high. I'm gonna go with it being ten percent. Okay. You're looking it up. Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up because I'm like, I no, think no it's, way it's less than five. But it, it is. Uh, wait, hang on. I'm gonna go seven point five percent. Oh god, I gotta put in my birthday. Now. Hang on a second. You have to verify your age. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah, don't look at my what year I was born. We should we should make that a game where he gets a guess. Oh, no? God. oh that's a terrible <laughs> game. That's a terrible game. Worst. Have, have I'm gonna seen, go twenty five. Uh, you start. You start low. Very close. <laughs> you start low. Very close. Have you? Uh, do you watch Netflix at all? Uh, yeah. So there's a show called Love Is Blind. It's kind of a reality show, dating style. I'm. I'm a. And they're like so. The, there's it, ten but... guys and ten girls. Do you have that alcohol percentage for us? Five percent. Oh. Uh, maybe I'm just a wuss. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got ten guys and ten girls, and they can meet each other through a wall where they can't see each other and they can talk to each other, and then they have to decide if they'll marry the other person without seeing them. I've seen something like that. Yeah. It's, like I, I bit, pretty much. I mean, this it on is Sunday. like so. This is like the big show right now. It was funny because he came into work the other day. He was like, "Aaron, oh my god, have you heard the show?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I mean," and he gives me the whole synopsis of the show. And I, sw- I mean, I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll check it out." I go. I got my eyebrows done, and um, my girl, she's. I'm like, "What are you watching?" And she's like, "Love is Blind." Oh my god! And I'm like. Dear God, that's the second time I've heard about this show in the last hour. So. See, I like I do uh, I like binge watch shows when I can. I've no I, like I can't. I don't even have time to watch yeah, TV school or anything. But touring ain't gonna happen. Yeah, but, but yeah. if I you know get to get in bed early or something, or if I'm bored or whatever. Uh, anybody, anyways, I've been watching. I did a uh, Yellowstone. Oh man, I've been wanting to watch that. I don't have Amazon Prime. That is though. awesome. We were just talking about that's it. That's awesome. And then um, I just finished The Punisher. Is that the Marvel one? Yeah. Yeah. It's on Netflix. That's on Netflix. There's only two seasons. That's pretty good. Some some of it's a little cheesy, and I don't know why it's Marvel. Like I, I mean, I guess he's yeah, a character, not, but he does. I'm he's not, not really like a Marvel. Well, well, Netflix person. is just running the game right now. They yeah. got so much money. They got people doing originals for them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one's doing it. Like, well, I mean, everyone's trying to do it like Netflix. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have Amazon. My all time like, favorite show is The Blacklist. Have you seen that? No, man. But some people told me that's about that. got like seven. I think they're about to come out with the seventh season. 
But that is my all-time favorite show. Oh. Wait, Blacklist? Is that the one where it's like... James Spader? Yes, and okay. Like, but that's he, on NBC. Yes. What's, yeah. what's the premise of it? Uh, basically, so James Spader, the main guy, his name's Ray, Raymond Reddington in the show. And he's like an ex, like, commander in the military, something high up rank, I can't remember. And basically, back in the day, he went, like, missing and apparently leaked all these classified files and basically... Somehow, over the years, worked his way up to the number one most wanted on the F- or number one on the FBI most wanted list. Couldn't find him. It had been like twenty five years since anyone had ever even seen him. And then, basically, at the beginning of the show, or like the first episode, it shows you he comes and turns himself in, but he'll only talk to this one FBI agent. Basically, you find out it's his daughter, and then they just sit there and he helps the FBI. He ends up helping the FBI solve all these. Oh, so it reminds me of, like, Catch Me If You Can a little bit, where the guy was a for- like he was a forgery expert, and he was so good at it that they find, like, as part of his prison sentence, oh, he yeah, would help yeah, the yeah. forgery department um, find fraudulent checks and um, identify um, new techniques in fraud- yeah. uh, forgery. Something like that. All right. I, I'd have That's to check that out. That's good show, though. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just, like, wondering well, what Well, somebody was looking in the window like they wanted to come in, but, <laughs> and they see the light is on, and then they see us talking, and they have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, but who was it? It was Bo. Oh. So that's so that's our across the hall is our Tejano station. Okay. Uh, it's an HD three, I think, and um Bo Corona, he, he's legendary here in Houston on the air. Um, but he's he was over there, he was looking in. I was like, I think he wanted to ask us a question. <laughs> I help him with social media sometimes. Oh, okay. So I was like, what the hell's happening? What so do you think at? do you think love is blind? Could you marry someone without ever seeing him? No. 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 For sure not? I don't like think instantly, so. man. I don't think so. Could uh, you, Aaron? I don't, I don't so. know. I mean, no. I mean, that sounds rude, but that's just my honest answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, it, like, we've been talking sh- about this, and I have, I've been thinking about it, too. Like, how much do I care? Like, <laughs> I, Well, the, I mean, you do develop a certain attachment. I can definitely see that happening where, I mean, that's, I mean, that kind of happened to me before where I met some guy online, and I had his picture, but it really wasn't his picture. He was kind of a catfish. Mm. But we were, like, corresponding. And you fell for him? I Well, I was like, hey, I'm kind of interested. Like, I wasn't falling for him. Like, that sounds a bit extreme. But I was like, oh, like, when are we going to go on a date? When am I going to meet you? Blah, blah, blah. I was so you were feeling yeah, his vibe. But yeah, see, but like, that's... I was feeling it, you know. But, I mean, I never, I figured out, well, how do I say this? So I figured out he was a catfish because I took the picture that he had g- sent or used as his profile. I put it in Google, and it came back as, like, somebody uh, completely, was completely fake. Oh. Completely fake. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was, was, like, maybe just a young picture of him. Yeah, or, uh, yeah no. But, and so it was a complete fake picture. But what's funny is <laughs> he actually reached out not long ago, and I was like, yeah, I, I figured out you're a catfish, whatever, because he still emails me, which is weird. But Wait, y'all uh, were emailing each other? Yeah. That's e- weird. How yeah. long ago was this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was freaking 1995. <laughs> but that's but also yeah. how I would say is a red flag and it might be a catfish. If yeah. They're, if, if they're a form of communication is email. through an email. <laughs> right, yeah. And so uh, what was it? Um, he reached out recently, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I figured out you were a catfish. And he's like, well, all right, so what I really look like is I'm this and this and whatever. Still have never seen him. He still would not send a picture. Yeah, at that I point, like, I don't believe a word so he dumb. says. Yeah. 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 You should have called that catfish show. Have oh, yeah. That one? Oh, yeah, on MTV. That's funny. Yeah. But I, I, I don't understand the why people – I mean, I do understand why someone would want to do it. 
if they were trying to be backhanded, like you're trying to get information out of somebody. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't understand the thrill of making a fake profile and then trying to trick someone into like loving like getting that feelings fake profile. for you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the catfish person does feel whatever they're like saying. expressing and yeah, saying. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. not just messing with you; they actually do start to develop those feelings, or else they can't really express it. Oh, you're saying the person that is catfishing? Yeah. yeah. Like, like that person who's messaging you well, really does like, have a fascination like with you. It's a sickness. Yeah. Like, I a, mean, like, a, like a mental disorder? Well, I mean, okay, so for a lot of people that do it, say, I mean, what is the what is our thought when we think of a catfish? We're like... You, Someone try, pretending to be something they're not. No, but I, like as far as what they look like, you think of like the big fat guy in his basement. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He's pretending to be the hot blonde girl yeah. or he's trying to be the whatever it might be or the young, yeah. handsome French model guy. Yeah, like yeah. if... Especially, I think, if he's faking to be uh, a girl, well, that's definitely weird. Yeah, that's definitely like some mental something's not right. But, I mean, think about it. There's If they're posing to be, uh, you know, a, a more attractive version of themselves, it's probably because they don't like what's what they look like so they're trying to but you'll never actually get to satisfy that relationship yeah see that's what i don't get is why i go through all that but then like they're never even gonna like meet you like at least like that would make the stab even harder that i was ugly yeah maybe because maybe <laughs> in some weird way they feel like they did get to experience the love i don't yeah mm, you know that's what I'm, deep you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, but this show is taking a turn. I know, right? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, it always does. Yeah, um, we always end up in some some sort of like psychoanalysis or something. Like yeah, that. but I mean, the, the whole not being able to see what they look like. Oh, so God. now here's the, the the kicker is that I think if I went on that show, I know they're not going to put me with an ugly. Well, like yeah. someone that I find unattractive. Oh, I thought you were like, talking about the catfish show. Oh, no, I was no, like, no, no, okay. I mean, oh, sorry, I switched gears. We're messing with blind, like because like it. They pick 10 people from each gender that really want to get married. And so they, they're mm-hmm. all moderately attractive people. Mm-hmm. There, there's no like, I mean, oh, this no- girl is so gorgeous or this guy is so – like there's no one that's like out of this world. They all have, you know, all middle of the road. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're, like they're, they're not the Instagram model. You know, yeah. they're not the. I mean, they're all, yeah, relatively attractive. And they have normal jobs. They're just normal people that were probably on dating apps. Because I think they scouted, I think the show found people oh, that were. scouted dating apps. That's, that's kind of what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah. And, and I think the show ultimately turns into people are going to be dying to get on that show because they can identify with those people. And they're like, man, that guy's like me. Or, oh, that girl, you know, oh, you know, I've been unlucky in love and I've been on all, all the dating apps. Maybe I just need to meet someone in real life because what is dating app other than talking to someone you can't see? Mm-hmm. I just hope I never have to go on a show to get married. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm down I'm, to I'm down to do it. <laughs> I'm down to clown. Once you cross that 30 year old threshold, you start to consider things differently. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. You've been you single for a chances. while. You're like, man, this whole meeting people thing is way harder than I thought. You know, especially now. But I, that's why I, I was I, I don't know if it's so random, but I was like, I'm trying to get into HCC. I've been accepted. I want to enroll in classes so I can go to the classroom setting and meet girls. I was like, because like you go to A and M, you can meet girls in school. What? It's college, Aaron. <laughs> Oh, my God. Just, Did you just say you want to join HCC so you can meet college girls? Uh, no, it was just it's just a benefit if it went that way. You know what I mean? You're, you're around people that you have to socialize Jesus, with. Jesus, here I am thinking about joining, like, a sports league, like, kickball team, and you're like, oh, let me get in so I can hit on a college girls. No, it's oh not my to God. hit on them. It's oh. to find one that's going to school to better her career, and then where else? Where, I think I just vomited my mouth. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Wouldn't you rather meet a girl at school or the club? Yeah, that's cool. See? 
shows up to class all the time, helps me in advanced go. geometry or I, whatever I it is. I love how you still like want to stay in that age range. Like you're yeah. perpetually. Yeah, with gray hair. Well, no, but it's like all the girls you uh, go to are somehow always end up being under 25. She is calling you out right now. Hey, it happens. And I, I, and I would tell her, like, I don't purposely try to find a girl who is. But you want to go to a college class and find a woman? Where else would you suggest, Aaron? Where- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, I just suggest? gave you one. I Where? just said join like a sports league, like a kickball team. I can't because I have arthritis. <laughs> well, then, then what? What is a what is a young girl gonna want with a guy that has oh freaking God. arthritis? Let's well, be honest. Hey, oh, I just want to say, hey, my hips arthritis. still work. What? I have arthritis in my ankle. Okay. Yeah, sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh God. But the oh, why? This, this isn't about me and my dating habits. And somehow right? it always <laughs> ends up about you and your dating. But whatever. <laughs> well, we could turn it around. No. Yeah. So love is is not, I think love is blind. Is my point. Hmm. Um, I think you can fall in love with someone. Then you have to make that decision not to be superficial. And that's the hard part. I think you can possibly fall in love without seeing someone. But in today's world, it's impossible. We live in way too superficial of a society. Like we we value ourselves by the way people view us online or our coworkers, the way they view us. That's really where a lot of times we're like the way like just now, like. You know, I put value on myself by the way you view my dating life in some respect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. Like, and you can't help but do it. It's just natural. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think that love, you could fall in love with someone and you've never seen them. But then when you see them, you start to snowball ideas yeah. of why this won't work because of what you're seeing. Because now, well, then in real life also just factors in. Yeah, like where you work yeah. or where you live. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like those people on the show, one lives in Atlanta and the other one lives in Maine. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> like, yeah. how's that going to work? You well, know what I mean? And the- <laughs> Riddle me that one. <laughs> yeah. You could just ship up and move to Maine, or you're going to pack up and just turn your life over? Like, no. See, that's the one thing about those shows is, like, they have all of these people from everywhere, and then they're, like, supposed to pack up their well, life. Like, say, I say wonder on The that Bachelor, I'll, when I it was the guy show- that was... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say the guy that was the farmer. Like, he owns a family farm in the middle of freaking Iowa. Some um, girl's just going to, like, yeah. quit her life and live in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder maybe if that show, uh, they probably don't. But I wonder if for, like, that circumstance, like, maybe they're going to help pay to move them. Like, no. for even, like, well, moving so expense do, or something. They do rent them this, like, one-bedroom apartment that they got to live in while being filmed leading up to the wedding. Yes. So they get to experience the living together thing. And I think that's all in Atlanta, which really, oddly, the apartment they're in looks like this other show on Netflix that's about, hmm. like, social oh. psychology. It's called The Circle or Circle on Netflix, something like that. But, yeah, the uh, they have to live together in that place. So they, I think they all have to have jobs, though, where they don't have to be there for a while. 
Because, like, okay. to do this, it's got to be a, several weeks. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I want to say The Bachelor, like, and Bachelor, they are, uh, what is it, like, maybe eight weeks or something? So, basically, you kind of have to quit your job. Or you have yeah. to have, like, a job where they don't care. <clears throat> but, I mean, most of the time, I think all of those people end up quitting their job. And they have to shut down their life, pretty much, for yeah, that I time. Yeah, I wondered that about, like, The Voice and American Idol and all that stuff. I've wondered how they... How all those people do that? Because even some of you know, some of them are young and they're in school and they're you know. Well, a lot of it is uh, filmed ahead of time, so they yeah. film it like six months out, and then so summer, th- maybe they know. kind of like try to. I think if you're a parent that's taking your kid to go and be on the Voice and audition and be on that show, you have figured out how you're going to deal with homeschooling or whatnot. Yeah, like, that's true. That's I, true. I, because I think once that becomes very real to those families when right. they're brought on the show to be on the show and that's through some experience with people that i know have been on it like they their whole life gets turned upside down for a little while right like they yeah. become a tv star to some degree hmm. that's very interesting but yeah they uh I, and, and i always feel like the the shows on tv um sometimes i think they insult our intelligence a little bit like there's no way they're counting up all them votes from all them phones that fast <laughs> Like, oh, come yeah. on, mm-hmm. you know, we, in what other form can we count that fast? Nowhere. Oh, yeah, the people have chosen. Oh, you're and, talking about the ones that it's like the live voting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, quick, send yeah, your yeah, tweets, yeah. send yeah, your tweets. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there are people falling for this all over the country right now, <laughs> but I feel like yeah. it's, it's BS. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. Would you There's ever do one of those like shows? A, what? Like The Voice? So at the beginning of my stuff, we got an email from the producer from both shows, and they wanted me to come do it. So I actually went and did the American Idol thing. Oh, and you, uh, you tried out? Yeah, I did okay. this, like, private deal. Never got a call back. But anyways, but which is a good thing, though, because me and my dad had already said I wasn't going to do it because we had got someone to send us one of their contracts. No bueno. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, Interesting. Because and you write a lot to, over to them. Yeah. You, you sign I, over your name and your likeness yep, a lot. Yep, and then... Um, I don't know. I've talked to not going to name names, but I've talked to multiple people that have been on like The Voice and stuff, and it doesn't sound like it's the no, greatest it's, it's thing. No, like, and, and, and no disrespect to it because every every person who goes on that show does develop a following. They do yes. develop attention. They do get you a lot, Absolutely. but you have to sacrifice a lot. And my little saying is that if, if you're a star, the record label would have already found you. Yeah, that's like, and they're not going to give up the best talent in the world to go be on TV. Like Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson, these girls were very early on mm-hmm. before, you know, before that world really yeah. blew up. You know, there's a reason that there's multiple shows because people are attracted to that. Well, I mean, know? there's also many talented people that yes. got rejected from that show. Yeah, yes. yeah I, like... Uh, case in point here, like, your music's great, you know? like, <laughs> And I think, hey. when I think of someone who goes to audition for American Idol, I think of someone who doesn't have the the formatics that you have down now as far as like people around you helping you book shows those people aren't right. necessarily doing that and yeah. if they are they really want you because you're already kind of established yeah yeah you know? there's i mean luke combs got rejected from that show yeah. maren morris got rejected really? i didn't from- know this yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah what about Nash- Brett young Nash- oh wow mm-hmm. nashville star what's the or did they get or did they get diverted or were did they get rejected from there but they actually had their info and then they Send that to the record label. Record label is, ooh, doom, doom, doom. Come on. Yeah. Because I've always thought that, too. It's sort of a giant talent search. Because if if you have American Idol and you go to every major city and you have 
2,000 people show up. If one of them is outstanding, oh, sorry, you just don't have the look we're looking for, but please sign this email. Thump, thump. All of a sudden, yeah. Capitol Records or someone sent her an email. Hey, we saw your audition video. And it was yeah. really He's great. all about conspiracy theories. No, I know. Way. I've gathered that. He like, <laughs> he like, like, conspiracy. His mind goes. My yeah. mind doesn't work like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a connection thing. It's a connection, not a conspiracy. Like That's what I would do if I was in that situation. If I were a record label and I had a relationship with the TV <laughs> Uh, a, a national TV organization, what better place? You hear those, like, does your kid want to be on Disney? We play those radio commercials mm-hmm. all the time, and they get flooded with phone calls, which is why we've been playing those commercials for 10 oh years. Oh, my God. You, Sorry. thank God you only had one five-hour five hour energy. energy. Hey, I, it's not Jesus. like I'm saying crazy stuff. This is real. No, but you're talking like a mile a minute. You're like, uh, like I'm about to see steam come out of your ears. No, I think the biggest thing with those shows that what it seems to be is that I think a lot of them are promised, the contestants are promised a lot of things and then don't see that, see that at don't the end. Don't see the rewards. So Agreed. Yeah. And because it's not introduced, well, this, the contract, like you said, is slanted against them. Oh, yeah. And so it makes it really hard for them to really propel their career afterwards because they have to stand within parameters. Yep. So if they book a show, they have to say, you know, Hey, so-and-so's. maybe we can pretend that he was on American Idol or The Voice and he can try out right now. Would you want him to sing? Is that what you're saying? Well, he brought his guitar. Okay. I I'm mean, down. I mean, are you down to sing? I mean, yeah. you put him on the spot. All right, right yeah, there. y'all keep talking. Yeah. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Change it, so. All right. Oh, what? Where was that show at? Uh, oh, we did a private event in Dallas. Oh, private event in Dallas. All right. Oh, that's right. You said that, that's your uh, your old stomping grounds. Yes, it is. Man, this is going to be our first performance on the show. I mean, I figure why not bust it out? We're here talking about talent shows and, you know. All that kind of stuff. Might as Might well. Might as well get ready for, for the show on Saturday. I know, uh. I know. And, and I, I, I'm i excited that you're going on first, that he's going to be on first, because for me, it's like, I know how Saturday night gets, and and, and I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to get to know the Texas scene more, but also at the same time, there's only, if, there, if you're not playing a show or opening a show or part of it, sometimes it's really hard to get to those. Yeah. Um, just kind of buying time now, but... All right. So I have a guitar. I, I wanted I wanted to buy a guitar. I wanted a guitar when I was in high school, and someone gave me a really nice one. I don't even know what brand, but it was nice uh, for Christmas. And I still have it. I never learned how to play it. It's always tough. Get the, uh, you can get the guitar, buddy. Have you ever heard of that? No. No. What is it? Because yeah, I never used it, but I just saw. It. I think it was a Shark Tank thing, maybe <gasps> something like that. Oh yes. And was... then I, um, for a while, there was also. I don't know if it's still on. Uh, if you can still buy it, but I remember being up late one night and seeing Keith Urban having, uh, like, he sells a learn how to play guitar kind of thing. Like and a I, video series. or yeah. something? Yeah. Uh, so you buy the program. Well, and he's oh, yeah, awesome. They sell his. Yeah, he's a. Yeah. I thought I saw Brad Paisley doing the same one, though. Mm. Well, so Keith Urban for a long time was selling, like, these cheap guitars and stuff in Walmart. It was really weird. Like a mass-producing type of thing? Oh, yeah. Like, they weren't. They were, like, 60 bucks. I also (laughs) tried to play, learn the keyboard. I always wanted to play an instrument, but there was just something about the brain-to-finger transition. It didn't work very well. Uh, Yeah, because I, like, I have a left-handed guitar. I was like, oh, I'm going to teach myself how to play guitar. Everybody knows how to, you know, play guitar. And I bought this guitar, actually just... Like two years ago, it's still sitting in uh, in its little stand. I can play a G. I think it's a G. I think for me, it's the it's the finger on the what do you call that on the strings? Fretboard. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the like that. Well, that l- takes that's like for the first like month that'll be really painful because your fingers like if you feel the tips of my fingers they're like hard. Yeah, you got your calloused, calloused up, right? Yeah. Good enough. All right, sounds good. So um, I, know, I didn't. Even, I guess I didn't. 
put my tuner back in there. So. Oh, so what's, what song are you going to play for us? Um, well, I don't know. I, you want me to do a cover, sing one of the new ones? What yeah, you sing one. Uh, I would say <clears throat> Still Dancing or Red Dirt Town. I get it right? Yeah, yeah. I can do Still Dancing. Y'all said that was your favorite. Yeah, Let's yeah, see if I, I remember the words here. All right. It's a tune of two heartbeats Beating in time and the sound of your breathing It's so hypnotizing the way you can say everything With only those eyes It's the feel of your body With mine as I'm moving Like two shadows drifting All over this room And I guess that's the reason we both lost track of time Cause that bar's last calling And the band's unplugging Well that neon sign They glowed so bright all night But just went dark And that crowd is leaving But here we are Well, that two-step song has long quit playing And we're still dancing Yeah, I guess, baby, some things are timeless and classic This feeling we have, baby I can see lasting long after those credits are rolling Well, kind of like this moment Cause that bar's last calling And the band's unplugging Well, that neon sign they glowed so bright all night Well, just went dark And that the crowd is leaving But here we are Well, that two-step song has long quit playing And we're still dancing to our own kind of groove No one else in our world But me and you Cause that bar's last calling But here we are Well that two-step song Has long quit playing yeah, that old two-step song has long quit playing. Now we're still dancing. Yeah, we're still dancing. I love it, man. That was awesome. Woo! That was really I, good. I know. I should have brought my fiddle player. I almost did, but I wasn't <laughs> sure what we were doing because that song's got a bunch of fiddle. But, but uh, I thought that was great, man. Like, it almost sounds better than the record. Well, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. So who helped you write that one? That was me and Trent. Man, it's really so, good. Yeah, that was actually, we had nine songs for that new record that we were we loved and thought we had a good record, but we were like, all right, we know we want ten. So we kind of looked at each other. It was like my last day there. We had like two hours, so I had to go back to my hotel, and we're like, 
all right, let's write a song. So we just sat down and we weren't even expecting to finish one. But honestly, we wrote that song in like an hour. Well, you it know, it's pretty cool. It's crazy because it sings about the end of the night too, and it's the end of your trip. Yeah. And, and there's a sound in there that sounded really familiar to me, like a, mel- a piece of the melody, like, like well, almost I like know. I don't know she's got a ticket to Hollywood right here. So there you go. <laughs> hey, so she wins from Aaron. All right. Yay. So uh, it it's, uh, reminded me of. Oh man, I'm gonna think about it. It's gonna take me a little while, but there's so I like to pair me- melodies because there's only so many melodies in the world. Very um, true. Oh, so also I wanted to ask you, man. Uh, the first time I heard your name actually wasn't on the Bull Barbecue Shack. I was doing an interview with Reagan Velasquez, and oh, and yeah. you, you played her event. So she's. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm wearing the belt buckle. She got me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she, she's she's a young lady who started the Spina Bifida organization to help build a playground. I believe it's in Fort Bend or Brazoria, one or the other. Uh, it's in Brazoria. So she's building an all inclusive playground, and she's getting funding from all these different people that she are helping her build it. Insane. She's. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy being how young she is. She's a senior, and I don't know if you yeah. just said that, but I was tuning my guitar. But, yeah, she's a senior in high school, and it's like you would never know that meeting her. I, when she told me, I was like, what? And she, I mean, organized that whole event that we did. Yeah, so she it's did this, uh, you know, picking hmm. for. Picking for playtime. There yeah. you go, yeah. And so she did this whole fundraiser, and Hayden played at the show, and she had a couple other artists that on was, it. Yeah, and, that was me, Jake Worthington, John Stork, and Jake Bush. That's a great lineup. Yeah. For Texas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she put that together, a little senior in high school. Incredible. So yeah. I met oh, her through Ion her. Houston. We yeah, do this. Uh, Josh Ward's a big supporter of her as well. Yeah, we did awesome. the Ion Houston interview, and she told me about the event, and she had mentioned your name. And, she, and so when we first announced that you were going to be there, she's like, is it 21 and up? Like she was kind of, I think uh, she was maybe a little sad because, you know, she's not old enough to get in yet, but yeah. uh, she's a big supporter. And oh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's 21 oh, and up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too but much he alcohol. Almost, he almost can't play in our own tent. <laughs> when, when's your birthday? January 29th. Oh, just turned 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Newly. But uh, it's like uh whiskey. We did whiskey jam in Nashville not too long ago. Sorry guys. I'm promise I'm not on my phone. Oh no, you're fine. Tuner. Normally I got my tuner, but anyways, um, no, but we played whiskey jam and, they were, I guess, being very hard on the 21 thing, and I hadn't turned 21 yet, so I'd use my brother's ID to get in to play my own show. Oh, <laughs> my God. So ridiculous. That's well. actually a really cool story. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I told. I already said next time I play Whiskey Jam, I'm going to tell them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got. Hey, man, check this out. So uh, last time I was here. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to play one more for us? Yeah, I'll play one. Um Do you all have one you want to hear? I can try. I was going to do Where You Come In. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I would play your America song, but that's, or, well, my America song, but your favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's really the one I haven't done acoustic yet because that guitar, that whole song's just acoustic pretty much. So I'm trying to learn the guitar. I'll, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the backstory on it too after you play this one as to how I was describing it when I came in. <laughs> okay, or do you want to hear, do you want to hear where you come in, yeah. love song or a fun one? Uh, let's whiskey, did you miss one. me? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, I've never played this one acoustic. We'll Which see one is it? Whiskey, did you miss me? All right, let's do it. <laughs> you always bring the worst out in me. Just ask all my friends. Well, after last night's fight, I swear I swore you off again. Well, baby, me and you got this love-hate thing we do. Well, you know I can't say no, so just say when. Tell me, whiskey, did you miss me? So looking good tonight. 
No, you want me, no, you can't keep it all bottled up inside. So take your top off, top the rocks off. It's always a damn good time when you're with me. Tell me, whiskey, did you miss me? Thinking about me all day Sitting up there on that shelf Well, knowing you got a hold on this old boy Like no one else Every other guy in here Might cheat on you with a beer Well, just say the words You got me all to yourself Well, tell me, whiskey, did you miss me? Sure looking good tonight I know you want me, no, you can't keep it all bottled up inside. So take your top off, top the rocks off. It's always a damn good time when you're with me. Tell me, whiskey, did you miss me? me then convince me let your love flow like that mighty mississippi and tell me whiskey did you miss me so looking good tonight i know you want me no you can't keep it all bottled up inside so take your top off top the rocks off it's always a damn good time Tell me whiskey, tell me whiskey, did you miss me? Well, yeah, tell me whiskey, tell me whiskey, did you miss me? Only that's, messed up one chord. Ah, oh, you're good. No, I was going to say that's, a, I think, a song that my ex-boyfriend should sing. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool, man. Whiskey is the woman. Mm-hmm. I dig it. That first line, where the, at first that first cor- uh, uh, line where you're talking about um, that fight, you know, oh, getting that, the fight. The fight uh, we had was like, yeah, that hmm, was me and huh. uh, me, Trent, Tommy Carlos, and John Pierce wrote that. And I was extremely hungover. Um and I went in there, we were at this writing session at 10 a.m., and I was struggling, and we were talking about it, and he's like, whiskey, he said something about whiskey, and then we all kind of looked at each other, and John's like, whiskey, did you miss me? And we're, so we went with that. So that, yeah. was, that was a fun one, though. They were having fun. We were all having fun writing that song. You always hear stories about, like, how songs get written, and it's usually about somebody says something, and then somebody says something else, and yeah, it's like, then they That's start. That's pretty much the, the way it goes. Yeah. And then you literally just. That's awesome. y'all, y'all bounce off of each other. Yeah, or... exactly. That's why I like co-writing because it's like if you just write by yourself, I guess like, yeah, great, then you can take all the credit once you do finish a song. But at the same time, I feel like it's with anything, not just songwriting, it's like the more brains working at something, I feel like it's always better. Yeah, and obviously you can relate to more people that way too. Yeah, and, and you hear different, like you might be talking about one thing, but you'll hear different perspectives on it, which could change a line or change the meaning. 
behind the song. Or like sometimes one of my one of my struggles when trying to be funny is sometimes my my humor is too too drastic or too like it's it's like too hard. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I have to tone it down. Like um, my great example I always use is when I first moved here. I had I made this meme about Luke Bryan. I was like, if Luke Bryan was a drug, you could sell it by the gram. And it was a, it was a play off the Vanilla Ice song, Ice Ice Baby. He's like. If crime was a drug, I'd sell it by the gram, right? Anyways, um, he's like, maybe we should say candy instead of drugs. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, That's, that sounds better. You know, but my just where my humor always went, it always went to a little bit edgier. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that makes sense. But having someone else help me with the jokes, same yeah. way like you, when you're writing music, you might not be able to hit that that vein of emotion and someone else, oh, here, what if we say it like this? Like, it reminds me of Ashley McBride because she said in One Night Standards, they were sitting around talking oh, about yeah. it. And someone's like, "What if? What, wait, what if we call it one night standards?" And then, yeah, that's such a great play on words. That is, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like the other one. Um, we have that one. I guess that's kind of a play on words. But the one, that, the song that we have, that's the real play on words, as one by one, uh, off the new record, because mm-hmm. it goes through the whole time and it takes that saying one by one. But it, yeah, it. Does oh yeah. The song. I don't so know. W- after, I, so uh, the thing about America. So when I came in, I was like, "Hey, so." Uh, like this, this song, America, these guys, awesome. It's, it's it's like the best song about America I've heard since Lee Greenwood. That's, that's what well, that's what we talk about. That's like my dad. Well, I mean, I love the song too, but my dad swears that that's gonna be like the one that takes us like international or whatever. You know, like he thinks that's gonna be the huge hit. I think where you come in or whiskey, did you miss me? Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my whole band and like my family, they all of course everyone thinks it's di- going to be a different. It's one. a good problem uh, to have. But the America yeah. one, I can see what what he's talking about. Um, but yeah, like when we when we heard the demo, because I've had that song. It was a lady, Brooke Maloff. She wrote it, and her and some guy, I can't remember his name, but she had sent it to me, and I don't remember how I got in contact with her, but she sent me the lyrics for it and sent me this demo, and I liked the lyrics, but I knew there was some stuff that I just I would never say that just wouldn't sound right if I was saying it. So we sat down. I got permission from her. And me and Trent ended up rewriting some of it. Um, and then the demo just wasn't at all how we were going to want to do it. And so we, we changed it quite a bit. But anyways, but yeah, we've said from the beginning, my dad's like, man, this is like the Lee Greenwood thing. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. there, there's a tone to it where it's like, um, so obviously the political climate is so crazy, <clears throat> mostly because oh, yeah. of the Internet. Um, and and music is the medium that everyone can understand. And so sometimes you have these songs that come from wherever about yeah. the country that have uh, some sort of message behind it that is more it, that that's beyond. Can we just all be t- together or can I just love my country? You know, can I love being American? Is that OK? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, regardless of what I, anyone thinks, you know, if you love America and I was raised, I was a Boy Scout, man. Like I was the president in the parade at like 10 years old. <laughs> Like I was, I was gun ho. God bless America. Lee Greenwood all the way. Boy Scout in Goliad, Texas. You know, so like, I love to be able to be proud of being an American. But sometimes you say it a certain way to the wrong group or something, it could it could come out wrong. You know, just because yeah. of the dynamic. And so with the song, it was very disarming. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, now, and I you'll see when we play that live, because um, like I said, I haven't played it acoustic yet, but we do play it live. And um, Anyways, like you, you can tell like when we play that now. Well, one, I've got a whole spiel that I give before we play it and uh, Will talk we about. See this spiel on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Y'all are in there. We're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. And 
Anyways, but you can tell it kind of, everyone kind of stops and listens. And, and then, yeah, after, it's kind of like even at that private event where most of the time you're not even sure at private events if people are listening or not. <laughs> you're like, we're just paid to be here. So, uh, but anyways, that's like, it was an older crowd, of course, but they came up and they're like, thank you so much. Or because, yeah, like I talk about my brother being in the Marine Corps and basically I say this song isn't a political statement. This song is just to remind this country of how lucky we are to live here. It doesn't matter what you think about the politics going on. That's basically what I talk about. And um, so I always get the, you know, military veterans or police officers or whatever come up to me like after the show and they're like, we love that America song. I'm like, well, that's why it's there. Yeah, it's a good one, man. I think with the right uh, with the right marketing and the right uh, push creatively behind it, like yeah. around July 4th or yeah, something, man, y'all could really do me, something. it's been thought of. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it's really, really good. Like, and so um, in, I think in radio, we hear so much music and I got to say, it's hard to listen to everything, but we start to do, I know Aaron has it and I have it where sometimes you hear somebody or hear an artist or hear a song like, man, hey, that's a hit. That's really mm-hmm. good. Like there's something about that. It moves me slightly different compared to other yeah. million songs I've heard. And that's, that's how I felt about a lot of your music, man. So um, hopefully my picker is right. And yeah, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're doing really great. Anything else, Aaron? No, I mean, I mean this is our longest podcast ever. Thanks for the music because it yeah, helped us out. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I guess we'll see you uh, see you on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We will be there. <laughs> All right, Hayden Haddock, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much. Hey, real quick, uh, plug, plug your album, too. Yeah, so new album is out now. Anywhere you can find music, probably legal downloading sites included. No, <laughs> it's, it's called Red Dirt Texas. Uh, social media, all that. You can just go to my website, HaydenHaddock.com, and it's got links to everything. All right. That's it. That's a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.